I'd like to welcome you to the second and the last day of our seminar on Shimad Bhagavatam at a glance, Canto 1, Overview. So we are starting with chapter 10. We finished the first nine chapters. And some of the themes which we heard in the first nine chapters will also be repeated here in these last ten chapters of first canto. So we have two sections here. Uh, that is Yudhisthira's rule. And the second one is Krishna's departure. Uh, so during the reign of Maharaj Yudhisthira, uh, the rivers, the oceans, the hills, keepers all paid their tax. Um, just I was hearing a, a tape of a lecture of Prabhupada and he was saying, it was very interesting what he said. He said, there are four orders of life and, the, and only the grihastas pay tax. Nobody else pays tax. The brahmanas don't pay tax. The shudras don't pay. And only the vaishas pay tax. Sorry, the four varnas of the four varnas. Only the vaishas, only the grihastas uh, pay tax. Uh, the vaishya grihastas. And they pay one... It's 25%, one-fourth of whatever their crops are. That's what they give to the king, or their profit, one-fourth of their profit of their crops. And um, if they make no profit, they give no tax. So it was quite different in, in the time, in the Vedic times. So I'll read verse 6. And we will have lessons... Um, to, to learn during the, each picture, most of the pictures. So at the end of the picture, I'll ask you what lessons did you learn. So here, I'll read verse 6. Yudhisthira's enemy was never born, thus the climate was never too warm, nor too cold, nor was there strife for the citizens throughout their life. So imagine living, you can see the beautiful picture here of the sun shining and the rain at the same time and the happy happy vaishas with cows and fruit trees and fields living very peacefully and happily so of the second krishna's departure so all the residents of hastinapur have come out to see krishna before he leaves and I'll read verse 13. Their hearts were all melting in the pot of attraction. Their eyes were unblinking as they watched his every action. They moved hither and thither in perplexity, for he is the center of all prosperity. So we'll go to the next picture. There's no lessons in this picture. And the first section is Krishna's creation. So the ladies are up here on the roof. First they were throwing flowers and now they are glorifying Krishna. They are striving Krishna's creation. The lady said, here is the original personality of Godhead. As we remember him, his form is experienced by the great devotees, completely cleansed of all material consciousness. He only creates, maintains, annihilates the material world, yet remains unaffected. So I read verse 22 of this picture. 
The personality of Godhead gave unto matter all parts and parcels who desired to scatter, away from him and to separate, thus their forms and names Maya did create. So there's a lesson we can learn from these ladies, just as they were glorifying Krishna, so, and Krishna was with them. If we glorify Krishna, Krishna will be with us. We will have Krishna's presence if we glorify him. We can be with Krishna even today. And we are with Krishna today by seeing him in the pictures of first canto. So Krishna in Dwaraka, that's the middle one here. Krishna in Dwaraka. Um, so the ladies are glorifying him in Dwaraka. He's not there yet, but they're just glorifying how fortunate the wives are. They must have done all austerities to get Krishna's hand in marriage. So the last part is Krishna's journey. He's, he's traveling to Dwaraka. He's traveling and he's going through so many towns and everybody's worshiping him as he goes. So, any, what is the lesson we learned from this chapter? You remember, Kathleen? Uh, Krishna is the center of all prosperity. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, as the ladies are worshiping Krishna. Yeah. Glorifying so him. Glorifying him, we can be in Krishna's, he will be in our presence if we glorify him. That's right. But we can have Krishna's presence even today. Okay, now we're in chapter 11, um, part 1, chapter 11, Lord Krishna's entrance into Dwarka, this is the title of this chapter, so now everybody's happy here, um, everybody's happy because Krishna is coming, and one, actually one lesson I forgot to tell you, when Krishna leaves, then everything becomes inauspicious. So now, that is a theme that we heard in the first six, first nine chapters. And we're hearing, we will hear again here in this, in this um, section of Srimad Bhagavatam how Krishna's presence is all auspicious. And now we're seeing this here in Dwaraka. He's entering Dwaraka and sounding his, his conch shell, beautiful conch shell. And everybody's running to see him. And they're praying. I'll read verse 9. When you go away, O Lord, lotus eyed, by a million fold, each moment's magnified, our eyes become useless as if there's no sun. When on Dwaraka you have gone. So this is the feeling. And here, as he's entering Dwaraka on the right, the right side, he is reciprocating. Krishna reciprocates with his devotees. So everybody's offering respects. He's embracing some, embracing Balaram. He's offering obeisances to his superiors and he's giving benedictions to the juniors. So this is how he's entering Dwaraka. Yeah, so this picture, no lesson. Chapter 11, part 2. We've got on the left side, Krishna meeting his mothers. So after entering the house of his father, he was embraced by his mothers and he offered his obeisances to them, placing his head at their feet. And then here is, uh, he's meeting his wives. 
first they sent the children to embrace him. And uh, despite all of their charms, Krishna was not attracted. They could not agitate his senses, but he was attracted by their devotional service. So chapter 12, Birth of Emperor Parikshit. First part is Yudhisthira's devotional rule. So Parikshit is a baby. You can see how here he was protected in the womb by Krishna. And here it is in the second part, Krishna saves Parikshit. You can see he's a little baby inside the womb. And uh, Brahmastra is coming and Krishna is protecting him. So I'll read verse 7. Your all things to us are shelter complete. We attain our success by following your feet. Please continue to bless us with your grace when creating this universe. Oops, sorry, I'm in the wrong chapter. That was chapter 11. <laughs> Bonus verse. Chapter 12. When Pariksit and embryo was suddenly born, burnt, but Brahmastra weapon Krishna soon learnt, he approached his mother with all haste and speed. Pariksha could see him performing this deed. So there he is, saving Parikshit in the womb, the middle section here, and the right, Parikshit's birth. When all the good signs of the zodiac came, then Pandu came and took, uh, sorry, uh, Parikshit came and took his birth. The Brahman has said, this child will be well known in the world as one who is protected by the personality of God. And he'll become a first-class devotee and have all good qualities. So then we go to Pariksit's glorious future. So here's all the predictions that he'll be he'll compared to Lord Ram, he'll compare to um, Lord Ram in uh, truthfulness. He'll be even compared to Narayan in giving shelter to others. Here are the astrologers reading before Yudhisthira about the baby. And I'll read verse 23. His will be Brahma's equanimity of mind. Like Lord Shiva, he'll be munificent and kind. The shelter of everyone like Lord Narayan. These are predictions which you can rely on. So these are predictions of the birth of, he'll be like a lion, strong as a lion. He'll be like Brahma, Shiva, and Vishnu in different ways. So this is the, and at the end he will hear Shema Bhagavatam from Shukadeva Goswami. So the last part, this section here, Yudhisthira's horse sacrifice. Yudhisthira's horse sacrifice. So Yudhisthira was performing a horse sacrifice and uh, Pariksha would become famous in the world as the examiner. And the Lord ha had already said goodbye and left for Dwarka. We heard that already. So we'll go to chapter 13, entitled, Dhritarashtra Quits Home. So the first part, Vidura returns to Hastinapur. If you remember in fourth canto and third canto, Vidura and Maitreya were having a discussion. And Vidura got enlightened by Maitreya, and now he's returning to Hastinapur with, to share his knowledge with the family. So the middle part here is Yudhisthira questions Vidura 
and he glorifies him because you carry the personality of Godhead in your heart, you make all places into places of pilgrimage. So then Vidura, here in the last section, he's preaching to blind Dhritarashtra. He's preaching to him. Um, so I'll read verse 25 of chapter 13, part 1. To give up your body, you may be unwilling, like a miser protecting a precious shilling. You're clinging to life at all honor's cost. I'm mindful that soon all will be lost. So um, the lesson here is before death, before the body starts falling apart, one should renounce material life and go out and preach. So that's the lesson here from Vidura to Jitarashtra. And his words were like this. Please, get out of here immediately. Do not delay. He said, just see how fear has overtaken you. Your body is overtaken by invalidity and you're living in the home of another. You've been blind from your very birth and recently you became hard of hearing. Your memory is shortened, your intelligence is disturbed, your teeth are loose, your liver is defective, and you are coughing up mucus. Does sound familiar to anybody? <laughs> if you have come to old age, then a lot of these symptoms are there. Liver, my liver is defective. Mucus in the morning, hard of hearing. All these things uh, are happening. The eyes are getting weak. Okay, so what's the lesson here in this picture? What lesson did Vidura give to Dhritarashtra? Before death, you should go out and... Life is short, so go out and preach. Yes, life is short. So go out and preach. Don't waste your life anymore. So here, this one is called... Uh, so this part, Dhritarashtra leaves home. So here's Gandhari, Dhritarashtra and Vidura up here at the top. And they're all leaving home. You can see him, them here. Yudhisthira, Sanjay is crying. Yudhisthira is also unhappy to see that uh, his uncle and his aunt have left home. And he asked Sanjay, and Sanjay said, I don't know, I've been cheated by them. So then Narada comes along whenever there's something happening, and he preaches to Yudhisthira. And he's saying, you know, um, I don't, uh, so he said to Narada, I don't know where my two uncles have gone and my aunt. And, and Narada said, you, you cannot protect them. Everyone is under control of the Supreme Lord. So look, for, look to Lord Krishna only. You Pandavas may wait here as long as the Lord stays here on earth. So the lesson here is Lord Krishna is the only protector of everyone. Yudhisthira was thinking, I am protecting my uncle and aunt, Gandhari. But actually, it, he's not. It's only Krishna. <clears throat> so then the last part, Dhritarashtra's perfection, Narada prevents Yudhisthira from going, following the uncle to the forest, because he said the fifth day from today he will burn, and, and he will, by his own mystic power, 
He didn't go back to Godhead because his whole life he was against it, but he did get perfection of yoga at the end of his life. So what lesson here in this picture? So, uh, Krishna is the maintainer of uh, uh, every living entity, means uh, right. even the blind people or healthy people, everyone is going to be maintained by, not right. by their own capabilities, uh, right. it is by the Krishna. Krishna is the maintainer and protector of everyone. So chapter 14 is called The Disappearance of Lord Krishna. And here we have Kali's influence. Uh, in the beginning, Kali, Kali entered the kingdom the very day, the very hour, the very moment that Krishna left the planet. And so Yudhisthira is seeing the symptoms of Kali here. And here there's all inauspicious sign, inauspicious omens. Uh, jackals are bark when they bark, fire comes out of their mouths. Deities are crying, deities in the temple. If that if you see tears from the deities, it's inauspicious. And the horses are afraid, owls are hooting, fires are coming up from the earth, so volcanoes, we have volcanoes in Hawaii recently. And big winds, that's happening also, just recently. Puri was hit by a hurricane or cyclone. And the sun is weakening. And uh, yeah, so these are different omens. And the verse, uh, um, the lesson here is in the absence of Krishna, everything is inauspicious. The same repeat. When Krishna leaves, everything is inauspicious. I'll read verses 17 and 18 of chapter 14. The rays of the sun planet are all declining, and stars fight together instead of shining. Living entities appear to be ablaze, and they weep and cry in a daze. So here's all the picture here. 18. Rivers and ponds are all perturbed. My mind by events is very disturbed. Butter no longer ignites in fire. What is happening and by whose desire? So Krishna has left. So so what happens? What is the lesson? When Krishna is gone, everything is inauspicious. Inauspicious, right. Krishna has left the planet. So then we go to chapter 15. Whoops, we didn't do part two, did we? No. Let's do part two. Where is part two? Oh, there it is. Chapter 14, part two, right. Okay, Krishna's family. So Arjuna came back from Dwaraka and bowed at Yudhisthira's feet. And Yudhisthira is asking about the family. How is, how is Pradumna? How is this one? How is that one? And Yudhisthira was crying. Uh, Arjuna was crying, sorry. And uh, so he was, he was asking about all the friends and the family. I'll read verse 28, 29. So many names I can recall with Shibalaram, protector of all. Are they happy and living long? What is the news? Is anything wrong? So that was his question. Uh, Krishna's welfare, and he asked about Krishna. 
Um, how is Krishna? Is he enjoying the pious assembly at Dwaraka? I read verse 38. The great Sudharma assembly house was brought from heaven for earthly use by the members of the sacred Yadu dynasty whose feet trampled over its floors freely. So Arjuna is a little further. Then he asked about the family, then Krishna, and now he, in the last section here he's asking about Arjuna's welfare. He said, are you sick? Is your health okay? It seems you've lost your bodily luster. Did somebody disrespect you or neglect you because of your long stay at Dwaraka? Or are you feeling empty for all time because you have lost your most intimate friend? Finally, he guessed it. And let's see, we don't have any lessons, so we'll go to chapter 15, part 1. So the first part, this this chapter is called The Pandavas Retired Timely. Arjuna remembers Krishna. He's remembering all the times. I'll read verse 5. O King, the Supreme Lord has now left me all alone. He treated me as his close friend, but now to grief I'm prone. As his servant, I was granted power very vast. But demigods were astonished, but now all that is past. So Arjuna is lamenting. So here in the middle, Krishna's protection, he's telling all the times how he protected Draupadi, how he also in the forest, Krishna protected Draupadi. And fighting with different demons and all these times he protected them. Here Arjuna is shooting the arrow to win Draupadi as his wife. So Krishna's protection. I'll read verse 17. Lord Krishna served, as, served me as part to Sarthi. Although in proper etiquette he did that for me. And by his mercy I was saved from the foe when to get water for my horses, I did go. So that's over here. Um, Krishna's protection. Arjuna's powers lost. So now he said, I was defeated by some coward men. How could that be when I was trying to protect Krishna's wives? These coward men took Krishna's wives and took them while I was on the way to Hastinapur. He says, now I'm separated from my friend, Krishna. So everything has become void. And we'll learn a lesson here. What happened when Arjuna lost everything? Arjuna remembers Gita. So when feeling separation from Krishna, remember his instructions. Read Gita and Bhagavatam. That's a lesson to be with him again. Feel solace and separation if you're feeling separation from Krishna, then read Gita, read Bhagavatam, remember Krishna's instructions and you will feel solace. So I'll read verses 27 and 28. <coughs> from part 2. To Govinda's instruction I am now attracted for heartfelt relief as those contacted by thought of Lord Krishna, deep and profound, Arjuna, free from ignorance, deep peace found. So then the second middle section, Yudhisthira leaves home. So Yudhisthira understood the influence of the age of Kali. So he left home, he left all his rich garments. He, he took torn clothing, gave up eating solid foods. 
became dumb and let his hair hang loose. So this is Yudhisthira leaving home. Of course, he enthroned Parikshit on the throne before he left. So the last part, Pandavas and Jopati leave home. So they saw Yudhisthira leaving, so they all followed. And I'll read verses 47 and 48. By pure consciousness and constant devotion, they achieve Goloka and its nectar ocean. Krishna's place is attained by the pure who desire only him and nothing more. So they went back to home, back to Godhead, in their same bodies, even Draupadi and Subhadra and all the Pandavas did not change their body, but they went back to Godhead in the same body. So we'll go to chapter six. Oops, we heard a lesson here. What was the lesson? Within separation. Yeah. Remember Krishna and you failed. Yeah. Memories instructions. Memories instructions, right. So if you're feeling separation or what else were you so you you well like Rajina had lost everything. Right. Krishna in our case, what how would that Just Well when we're in difficult times difficult when we lose our when we lose something. <laughs> yeah. That always happens in this world. Yeah. Things get lost, things are lost from us or taken. So we have to remember Krishna's instructions. So now we're in chapter 16, part one. Parikshit meets Kali. So how Parikshit received the age of Kali? Here he is on the throne, he sees Kali beating a cow. When he was on his way to conquer the world, Kali, lower than a shudra, disguised as a king. So deathless Krishna Kata, Sonaka asks a question to Sutta, or he speaks, and I'll read, um, and he says, if to be safe from death, hear Krishna Kata, because we have invited Yamaraj to this sacrifice. Yamaraj is here, so. Um, unfortunately, here in verse 9, people don't want to hear Krishna Kata. They do, they'd rather sleep. Um, but here the devotees are licking up the nectar from Krishna's lotus feet. And so devotees do not die like the ordinary people. So to lesson to be safe from death, hear Krishna Kata. I'll read verses 6 to 8. Devotees lick up honey from his lotus feet. From mundane stories, they turn and retreat. Desiring life eternal and liberty, some escape death slaughter and are set free. Yamraj is here, and if he remains, no one present shall suffer death's pains. Those who must bow to Yamraj's law should hear all these pastimes we have in store. So good, good lesson. Yeah. And the last part, Pariksha uh, tours his kingdom, and he's hearing everyone glorified upon the us in Krishna. Uh, as they were great devotees of Krishna. So what was the lesson here in this picture? We save from death, we should hear Krishna Kata. Yeah. We save from death, hear Krishna Kata. Good. So part two of chapter 16, Dharma questions Bhumi. For self and religion, his Dharma, he was wandering about in the form of a bull, and he met the personality of earth in the form of a cow. 
He said, why are you covered with the shadow of grief? I've lost Dharma S. Uh, I have lost my three legs, and I'm standing on one leg only. Are you lamenting for my state of existence? And so the cow and the bull are crying. And Dharma, Dharma is the bull, and he is being beaten by Kali. Separation from Krishna, so then, so Dharma was asking the cow, why are you suffering? And she said, because before Krishna was putting his footprints on me, and now he's gone. In his absence, Kali has spread his influence everywhere, so I'm very sorry to see this. So the earth was feeling pain, earth in the shape of a cow, uh, cow and she's expressing her feelings to Dharma the bull. So chapter 17, part 1, Pariksha challenges Kali. What are you doing in my kingdom? You dare beat an innocent cow because Krishna and Arjuna are out of sight? You deserve to be killed. So then Pariksha consoles the cow and bull. You don't have to worry. I am here. I will protect you. So, and he asks, who has cut off your three legs? So I'll read verse 9 of chapter 17, part 1. O Surabhisan, lament no more, no more fear need you endure. I am the king, and here and now I'll protect you and also the cow. So the last part, Dharma speaks philosophy. He asked, who has beat you? And he said, actually, I cannot, I don't know. It's very difficult to know. And then he said, the cause of suffering, because we'll be, we're bewildered by so many different philosophies. So there's karma, there's time, there's faith, there's uh, so many answers to the question, why are we suffering? So he was saying, I don't know. So Yudhisthira said, oh, you know the truth of religion. You're speaking according to the principle the destination intended for the perpetrator is also intended for one who identifies the perpetrator. You are the personality of religion. So here's the lesson here. Do not judge anyone. One who identifies the sinner you suffer, suffer is also thus the sinner. And that's the lesson here. If you criticize someone, yeah, if you criticize someone for doing something wrong, then you will suffer. There's a verse in the Puranas which says that if you criticize someone and it is true what you say, then you will share, you will get the same reaction as they do for committing that sin. And if you criticize someone and it's not true, you will get double the reaction for that sin. So that's why it's not good to criticize. We should not criticize anyone. Sometimes in your mind, <coughs> you just suddenly like that. I know, in the mind it happens. So it's not the same thing. It's it? not this, I mean, it's, you don't um, suffer because if you do anything in the mind. Yeah. In this Kali Yuga, we'll find out later. Uh, in chapter 18, we'll find out the answer to that question. Okay. So we're coming there. We're coming there. Okay, so what... Sorry to interrupt again. That's okay. Um, you criticize someone, because I think I'll write that one down, because I've heard it before, but it's good to keep remembering it. You get the same reaction as them. If you criticize and it's not true... You get double reaction. But, okay. no, the same double, same reaction, but double. 
Um, okay, so what was the lesson here in this picture? That was the lesson. One who identifies a sinner suffers as does the sinner. Okay, so chapter 17, part 2. Prikshit pacifies dharma. Um, he said, in an age of Satya Yuga, your four legs were there. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Can yeah. I ask you again? You see that who identifies the sinner suffers like the sinner? Where, which chapter is that in? Yeah, that's right, right. The last one, chapter 17, part 1. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is mean? a verse. Okay, let's see if <coughs> we can find it. <coughs> mm. Okay, let me see if we'll find the verse here. There is a verse which, which says that. Others say. It looks like it's verse 22 here. Verse 22, chapter 17. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and the poetry is not that evident. Yeah. Um, but you, if you check the verse. In so, yes, 17, 22. Yeah. I can read that now. Yeah. So, yeah. If I read the verse, see the verse in the book, it's very explicit. Mm -hmm what he said. So, 17, part 2. Pariksha pacifies Dharma, the bull. And we hear in the purport, what are the four legs of religion? This is the lesson here. Four legs of religion are cleanliness, mercy, austerity, and truthfulness. Four legs of religion. Cleanliness, mercy, Oh, <laughs> okay. Better to use scissors. Okay. <laughs> Cleanliness, mercy, austerity, and truthfulness. Four legs of religion. So middle part, Pariksha controls Kali. Kali gives up his false dress as a king, and he appears as he actually is. And Pariksha controls him. He's ready to kill him. But Kali surrenders, so Briksha says, since you've surrendered, you need not fear for your life, but you cannot remain in my kingdom. So the last part, Briksha reestablishes religion. So he was questioned by Kali. He gave him four places to live, and he asked for something more. So he said, okay, you can stay where gold is hoarded. I'll read verses 43. And 44. Thus Parikshit rules the kingdom with all success, coming in Yudhisthira's family of kings with great prowess. So Prabhupada says in the purport, you can see here Harinam Sankirtan going on and Parikshit is leading the Harinam. It's Harinam Sankirtan. So that's what he did to control Kali and his kingdom. He had Harinam. We did Harinam yesterday. So hopefully that would put down Kali at least for an hour, and we'll counteract Kali. Mm -hmm. So, 
Brexit reestablishes religion. So what was the lesson here in this picture? The four legs of religion. You know what are the four legs of religion? Truthfulness. Mm, truthfulness. Mercy. Mm -hmm. Austerity. Austerity. Truthfulness, mercy, austerity. And one more. Uh, cleanliness. Cleanliness, mercy, austerity, and truthfulness are the four legs of religion. Ahimsa is very nice, but it's not one of the four legs of religion. <laughs> okay, chapter 18, part 1, Priksha's qualities. Here is Priksha doing Harinam. So, and in this chapter, he'll be cursed by a Brahmin boy. So here's the answer to your question. I'll read verses 6 and 7. The very day and moment that Krishna departed, this is just when Kali's advent started. Maharaj Priksha was a realist, knowing in Kali Yuga good does exist. Pious thoughts are rewarded straight away. Sin must be gross before bad karma holds sway. So what this means that he, he accepted the age of Kali because there are some good things in Kali. And one good thing is that if you think something bad, you will not get the reaction in Kali Yuga. If you think something good, you will get the reaction. So think positive. If you think something good, you will get the same reaction as if you actually do it. If you think something bad, then you will not get any reaction because it's Kali Yuga. It's very difficult to think positive in this age of Kali. This was, uh, uh, yeah, when we think negative, we won't get any results. Huh. Yeah, huh. That is, uh, I don't find it in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah, it's in Srimad Bhagavatam. It is um, Chapter 18, Canto 1, Chapter 18, Verse 7. It is there in the purport or the, the No, the verse. And purport. So here's the lesson. Good thoughts. This is a lesson for this picture. One lesson. No. There's two lessons here. Good thoughts bring immediate results, whereas bad thoughts must be physically performed in order to reap results. So one eighteen, you have it? One eighteen? Yeah. Seven. One eighteen seven. Seven, okay, thank you. <laughs> Actually I was looking for this local from last one year. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's there. One eighteen seven. That's like Prabhupada said, the mind is the same as all the other senses, so if you do something in the mind, yeah. like service, you yeah. get the same result. You get the result, yeah. That's a nectar of devotion. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you think something bad, Kali Yuga, yeah. negative. Yeah, then you don't get the reaction. Yeah, you don't get the reaction. You don't get the reaction of thinking something bad. So this is a wonderful lesson that we learn. Two wonderful lessons. You'll hear another one in, in this section. This first, uh, no, in this picture. In the second section, Nectarian Krishna Kata. Here you have dripping from Krishna's lotus feet, and the sages are catching it. And uh, so there's another beautiful one here, verse 13. 
I'm going to read verse 12 and 13. A sacrificial performance we have begun, but we're unsure what result will come. We're covered in soot from starting the fire. Now go Vindalilas, what we require. So first was the realization of the sages that um, no, we need, we need nectar of Krishna. And verse 13 is about association with devotee. A moment spent in devotee's association cannot be compared to heavenly elevation, nor to liberation, nor to material boons, which are meant for those who will die soon. So association with a devotee. This is the second lesson. A moment's association with a pure devotee is more valuable than heaven or liberation. Does that include reading Prabhupada's books? That's right. Yeah. That's association with a devotee. A moment's association. So you can see many people, they became devotees by reading Prabhupada's books. Mm -hmm. So moment's association. Some just read back to Godhead once and immediately they joined. Some, some people, some devotees didn't need much more inspiration. So two lessons here. The last part is Krishna's glories. Um, the water, the, here we see the Ganga is purifying the whole world, um, including Lord Shiva. So this is the same as hearing the pastimes of, of Krishna. It's like the Ganga. Okay, what lessons did we learn here in this picture? Patanji, uh, here Lord Sivani is, uh, 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 even though he is in charge of uh, uh, ignorance, uh, he is uh, not contaminated by the three natures uh, or three gunas of a nature. He is uh, uh, transcendental. In that case, how Ganga can purify Lord Siva? Well, because he's in charge of ignorance. He, uh, Lord Shiva, he does associate with Maya. His wife is Maya. Durga. So even though he may be free, but he he has he touches Maya. So therefore he gets influenced. Sometimes he gets angry. And he wanted to kill Brigu Muni, if you remember Krishna book story. When Brigu insulted him, then he wanted to kill him, his own brother. Uh, so he does get influenced by ignorance, even though generally he's free, but he does get influenced. Time of annihilation he destroys. So because he's in charge of the mode of ignorance and because he associates with Maya as his wife, therefore he also needs to be purified. He needs to be purified. And so many low creatures associate with him, Bhuta, Preta, different low creatures, ghosts, they worship him. So he does need and at the end, you see in tenth canto, he had to be protected by Vishnu when one demon was chasing him. Okay, so we got, no, we didn't get a lesson yet. What's the lesson here? Think something good and you'll get the result of doing it. Right. Think something good and you'll get the result. And then the opposite. And then the opposite for bad. And what's the uh, second? You don't get the reaction. You don't get the reaction. And then the second one is associated with pure devotee. Associated with pure devotee. Good. It's more, 
Moments association is more valuable than anything, heaven or liberation. So 18, part 2, Parikshits, uh, insults Shamika. So the sage was sitting, He was the king was thirsty, he was not received, he became angry, he put a dead snake around Shamika's neck. Then the son was playing, he heard about how his father was insulted, he cursed Parikshit to die in seven days by the bite of a snake, Dakshika. So then the last part, when the boy tells his father, the father is lamenting, oh no, what have you done? This king is a pure devotee, he's, he's keeping the, everything together, now you have cursed him, this was very unfair, just for a small offense, now all the thieves will come. And uh, so then he prayed to the Lord, he prayed to the Lord uh, for projection of his son who was a stupid boy. He was a stupid boy. Please forgive my immature boy. So the last chapter 19, part 1. Pariksha renounces. So he received the news of his death and he renounced his kingdom. He said, this is good news. Now is my chance to go back to Godhead and concentrate in Krishna consciousness. So then the sages came from all over the universe and they surrounded Parikshit. And uh, he, I'll read verse 16 of chapter 19. If I again must take birth, this is what I pray, being attached to Krishna, that his devotees all stay. With all beings, I'll have friendly relations. Thus, O Brahmins, please accept my prostrations. So that is verse 16 over here. He wants to be a devotee in his next birth. Stay with <coughs> devotees. And be, and be merciful to all living entities. So how to do that? By having Harinam Sankirtan. So last... Part 2 of chapter 19, Pariksha questions the sages, what is my duty? Now I'm about to die, and Shukadev comes and he appears there. Everybody stands up to recognize him, because they could see from his bodily features that he was a very extraordinary transcendental person. And Pariksha questions Shukadev and asks what is his duty? What is his duty? And uh, what should I hear, chant, remember, and worship? And what should I not do? So the next 11 cantos will be an answer to these questions by Maharaj Krishna. Do so you have any questions on the second part of first canto? So it has 12 cantos, and each canto it is uh, it represents um, Srimad Bhagavatam is considered as a um, Sri Krishna body, and uh, mm -hmm. that 10th um, canto it is considered as a Sri Krishna face. Smiling this face. first canto it is considered as a Sri Krishna feet. Food, feet. Feet, yeah. Uh, uh, what does feet indicate? Uh, uh, feet means the beginning, and it also means humility. So, and also means. Um, uh, that we are surrendering 
to Krishna. Just like Bhagavad Gita says, Saradharma Pritaja, you surrender to me. So Bhagavatam starts with surrender to Krishna. Okay. So we surrender, we go to the feet first. We don't go to the face to surrender. We go to the feet. So first and second canto are the lotus feet, and that's why we go there first. First we have, if we want to understand Krishna and love him, then we must learn about him. We must learn how great he is and who he is. And we start at first canto. Krishna comes there. He appears, driving Arjuna's chariot, just like Bhagavad Gita. You see him, beginning of Bhagavatam, driving Arjuna's chariot. So the first thing is to accept Guru. Sutta Goswami is speaking, and then Shukadeva Goswami. Everybody's worshipping. Sutta is worshipping. The sages worship Sutta. So we have to worship Guru and surrender. And that's represented by Canto 1, Lotus Feet. We have to accept. And Canto 2 will be very similar, but it will be also giving us many nice prayers to be empowered to hear Bhagavatam. And first canto's preparation, the, the second verse was telling how you have to be attentive, submissive, and non-envious in order to hear Srimad Bhagavatam properly. Well, the so, three words then. That was, yeah. Uh, that's in the first chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam. Attentive, submissive, and non-envious. That we learned in the first chapter of first canto. How to receive Bhagavatam. Okay, any questions? Do you see Bhagavatam to be those three things? Yeah. You know, submissive, well, none of them are easy, so you have to be quite advanced to appreciate it properly. Yeah, well, at least you can be submissive and be yeah. a, a willing to hear. Prabhupada says that in the purport. If you're just willing to hear, oh, yes. you know, and you come in here, then that's, mm -hmm. that's a qualification. Right. It's a qualification to it's hear. Qualification to get capture Krishna in your heart. Attentive and submissive. To capture Krishna in your heart. Capture Krishna in your heart. That's verse two of Bhagavatam, first chapter. The second verse of Bhagavatam is that if you hear attentively and submissively, then very soon, you will capture Krishna in your heart. The second verse. I was just thinking when you were talking about old age, that, as like you said last night, a devotee sees everything as a gift because right. actually illness, disease and old age is also a gift because it's a warning right. sign. Easier yeah, it's in old a, age to practice. Yeah, old age is a warning that you better get serious. Because Krishna could arrange life that he just go at any second. I, I mean, he can't anyway. And some do. Some do some go do. <laughs> like but that. But still, it's, it's, yeah. it is his mercy. That, that yeah, it is that, that we're able to slow down and be more introspective. Because when you're old, when you hit old age, you cannot run around like you did. 
when you were young. So you have to be more um, introspective, more on the subtle level to make advancement because you have to use your mind more and your intelligence um, in the service of Krishna because the body does not respond, it does not, cannot do. As, as, you, as young people we were physically engaged 24 hours a day, 23, I mean 20, when I was Bujari, 20 hours it was as Bujari every day for five years. You know, four hours sleep. So now I can't do that. I need my sleep. I need seven hours. Six, six, seven hours. So, um, yeah, it, it forces you to slow down. Think, think about Krishna while you're doing things. Sometimes we're mechanical in our service. Our body does things and the mind is somewhere else. Looking also in Japa too. So old age is a notice. Now it's time for you to get serious about thinking of Krishna, remembering Krishna in every action that you do in the day. Otherwise, what 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 are what happens to people who are not devotees? Old people they get depressed. They take so many pills to stay alive or just to stay because their quality of life. Even if they're healthy, I mean, but they're not healthy, the quality of life is so low, they cannot be happy. Yeah, because when people retire, they just are lost. Yeah, they know what to do with themselves. Yeah. Just sit in front of the TV <clears throat> all day. Well, they must question their whole lives then, because it's like, well, what has this life been about? They have to do that, or maybe they don't do. To. They don't do. I, mean, I remember when I was... Uh, I don't know how old I was, 10, 11. I asked my grandmother, I said, so you're very old now. What, what have you learned from this world? She said, I don't know. Oh. I asked her, I, I thought, yeah. you know, maybe I could get some, some lessons, some knowledge from my grandmother, but no. She didn't know anything nice. after living in the world the whole, her whole life. Couldn't say anything. Yeah, I, I, th I thought she might know something, but not. <laughs> they don't question, they just go on until death. And that is, of course, my grandmother will, will get some benefit from me being a devotee. So that's the good thing. Maybe somewhere she's born already as, as a devotee. Somewhere. Yeah. Any other questions? Mataji, uh, do we need this projector for evening class as well? No. 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 No, you can pack and give back to Nita. Thank you. I'll go to Shira Prabhupada. Thank you. Bye.